It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE and available, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcast from. And it's another Friday morning. Yes, the weekend is almost here. And if today you are looking at real estate, checking out perhaps a potential new residence, or maybe you are signing off on a contract today, getting your slice of UAE property. If that is the case, congratulations to you and good luck if the property search is continuing. Well, it is January the 19th, and we have been looking back across the 2023 year with some of the interviews that we brought you. And this morning, once again, we look at the New Year podcast real estate series for the UAE property sector. And coming up this morning, now we've got an episode of the Saturday morning property market update. Yes, I know it's a Friday, but we are reflecting back. And as I mentioned a couple of days back, this has proved to be extremely popular, a lot of traffic, a lot of your questions coming in for this and keep those coming through. Of course, the email address is dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. And this morning, as we go back to July of 2023, we are talking with Matthew Gregory and Nia Gaskin, who are here next after this. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every week on the Dubai Property Podcast. Palm Jumeirah witnesses sustained investment activity. This is interesting. 808 transactions in the first half of this year. That's according to PSI Research. And the majority of the transactions, where were they priced? I hear you ask. Well, they were between the range of two to five million dollars Durham, with one bargain hunter getting a real bargain at seven hundred and fifty thousand Durham. So, what did you make of that, Matthew? Yeah, look, I think the Palm still, you know, doesn't surprise us in terms of its growth. Certainly, we look at the Palm from from the office that we have here in Dubai Marina. I think we have to look at the data, though, right? I think 750k for something on the Palm. When you're looking at data like this, which we get from the DLD, which is great that they share it with everybody, but you have to distill it somewhat. So that could have been a gift. Uh, you know, there's no 750k apartments going for sale. Certainly, if you look on the pools, but you know, there's over 4,000 units. It's on the Palm residential. You've got all the hotels, over 20 hotels on the Palm. We're in the, the midst of summer, as you've already said, Saturday morning in July, almost in August, and the Palm is still packed, right? It's still very tourist laden. And, uh, and I think that people are still drawn to what is that iconic destination. You know, the land department, they're not silly. Perhaps they put that 750k down so that people like us, we talk about it. So what did you think, uh, Nia, about those, those figures, that range of 2 million to 5 million? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, even looking at the the transactions there that I see day to day going on the board here, it's hard to find somewhere somewhere that even for two, I mean, below five now is even difficult if it's, especially if it's a three bed or a four bed. There's very limited beachside in Dubai, especially because it's moving, you know, back towards, further out towards the desert side. It's still limited until Palm Double Alley launches. So people are still investing in, in those beach areas because they want to move from you know, the colder European countries or countries with, with no beachside, they want to come to Dubai, they picture like a beach lifestyle sometimes from what they see a lot on social media. And, and those plots are very limited, which is still pushing the price up. The Crescent and Shoreline apartments, the most popular areas, the Crescent provides, you know, a lot of private beach there. Shoreline is on the trunk, which is, you know, quite touristy in, in that area. They have the highest number of transactions and the average sale prices across all property types is approximately 9.3 million with the average built up area of 2,700 square foot. So you are still, you know, getting quite a large size on the palm. We can see the further out people are going now with the newer bills getting a lot smaller. So you're, the older buildings on palm are still transacting at an increasing rate, increasing numbers because of the size. Yeah. And, you know, if we're talking about 750k at Palm Jumeirah, I wonder what you could get for 750 at Palm Jebel Ali, you know, when that launches, no chance, maybe a half garage. Um, so it's difficult to say right now without any formal launches with the prices, but who knows, it's it's like it's two twice the size of Palm Jumeirah. So it's safe to say that once the initial launch comes, it may not get something for 750 initially, but once all the, you know, the sellers, there's going to be a lot of stock. People, you know, they might be desperate and they might be the last one to sell, so they might accept 750. Um, I think it's unlikely they'll they'll launch at that price, but I definitely I, I can see some people investing, you know, potentially ages ago or straight away, and it'll take a long time to build, and they would have held on to that that money in the investment of Palm Job Life for a long time, so they'll be desperate to sell it. So maybe, yeah, maybe you can get a good deal there for, for 750 in the future, who knows? Who knows indeed. Well, let's change tack a little bit. And Matthew, I'm going to ask you, how did Dubai's luxury sector surpass global cities like London, Paris and New York, despite the fact that Dubai's population is just 3.3 million? I mean, this is another great talking point. It's another great story, of course, for Dubai. Again, it's a global story, right? We're talking London, Paris and New York here, you know, three of the massive property markets, luxury property markets in the world. And Dubai has just surpassed them. I mean, it's incredible. 176 high-end properties exceeding 10 million in sales price in the period January to June. This is headline grabbing news that we're looking at here. I mean, you know, who could have foreseen an apartment going for $111 million, you know, a penthouse in Bulgari Lighthouse, which quite frankly, they've not even broke ground on yet so somebody you know out there is looking to invest in what is this luxury lifestyle that dubai has to offer and for for nine to ten months of the year right you've got the weather you know it's attracting high net worth ultra high net worth to dubai and to surpass those three cities is a is a global story from a real estate perspective And Nia, you work, of course, like Matthew, in the real estate space. How much of a sort of a bragging right do you think this is to to be in that position, to be able to say, well, Dubai is just at the moment beating London, Paris and New York? 
Yeah, I mean, it's well, I definitely moved over here for a better lifestyle compared to the, compared to the UK and lots of British people, I suppose, uh, French and, you know, people from New York are coming over too for the same reason. You can see that some of their markets are really plummeting now. Uh, a couple of my friends selling in the UK, they're getting less than they expected and they're looking to invest overseas, mainly Dubai, because of the high return on investment being about 8 to 10%. Um, in these other areas, you can see 2 to 3% if you're lucky and it's not a down market, which it is right now. It's a crazy figure as well that now this year, uh, 3,200 millionaires in the UK are actually leaving. And safe to assume quite a lot of those are going to come to Dubai, which has actually overtaken the amount of millionaires leaving Russia this year. It's, it's, it's insane, but it's not it's not too unbelievable. I mean, all the things happening there and the attractive, you know, the safety feature factors in Dubai, the high return on investment and just the lifestyle as well is really attracting all of those wealthy individuals here. Yes, lifestyle, lifestyle, and as you say, these multi-millionaires, they are making Dubai home. And Matthew, what types of buyers, the listeners will be very interested in this, the types of buyers that you know that are showing keen interest in the luxury properties in Dubai that are contributing to this surge in demand, because that's what it is, it's a it's a massive wave of surge and a lot of that is europeans right so british make up a big part of that we've got other european sort of countries again we still have russians coming into the market so it's not necessarily something that is is giving up just yet you know the, the unfortunately the conflict carries on and it means that people are still looking to uh, to come out to a country which is deemed as really a safe country right a safe country for both their investment their property the yield that they might get should they leave and want to rent that back out as well as their asian population so again in Indians make up a big part of that. It comes down to the area, but you know we're waiting again for what might be the Chinese wave. That still hasn't happened as we may have thought, given that the restrictions came down. It's the early part of this year, but I think that you know there's pent up sort of optimism there in terms of when would they come and what are they going to start to invest in. We're dealing with some Chinese clients now, and again we've got some uh, some Chinese agents joining the business over the next sort of month or two in lieu of what could be a bumper Q4 uh, once people start to uh, leave that country. Yes, indeed. Immigrating to uh, Dubai. Not a bad move, Matthew. And if we have a look at the more affordable segment uh, near, because I think a lot of our listeners uh, are not in that uh, multi-millionaire space. So apart from the luxury segment, which other areas in Dubai's property market are experiencing growth? And is this growth trend also observed in the more affordable segments. It is still observed and not at strong a rate as the luxury sectors, but it is observed because I suppose as the, the population is increasing, it is expected to increase a lot by the, the 2040 plan. People are sort of being pushed a bit more from the main central areas of Dubai as we see them more towards the outside from all these affordable areas. So they do are naturally increasing with the population growth. So we see in Discovery Gardens, 4.5% increase and the Greens, 3.4% increase. So typically you'd get a one bedroom there, say, for about 900 to, to one mil. Those areas are increasing at a slower rate, sort of an expected rate. I think it's a fairly steady increase since since before the pandemic. Um, but 
again, we are having you know more affordable areas launching a bit further out from those areas too. You've got Demac Hills too, all the, the new projects by there. And it's just the more Dubai grows, the more they're expanding their affordable areas as well. All right. So, Matthew, what are you sort of observing when it comes to affordable segments? As Nia says, they are just building a little bit further out. But so long as you've got that infrastructure there, your ability to actually get into the city. In fact, I guess in a lot of cases, if they are working from home, it becomes a little bit academic. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, working from home, not just here in Dubai, but right the way across the globe is now a staple of people's sort of environment or their working environment. You know, it may be that actually you come into the office one or two days a week. That's easy to do if you've got a 30 to 40 minute commute, which is probably the maximum you're likely to get in Dubai, if I'm going to be all honest. It's not that they're moving out to an estate where there's just houses. You know, you've got jogging tracks, you've got cycle tracks, swimming pools, parks. And I think, that as people move out, yes, it becomes more affordable. As Nia said, though, you know, the further you move out, the developments are new. With new developments, you have smaller units, smaller built-up area. The gardens are, are incredibly small compared to what you might get closer to the beach. But again, you know, I used to live in London. My commute used to be an hour and 10 minutes. I would be happy with a half-hour commute where you're sitting in a car and not on a tube as, as I was in London. So, you know, the opportunity for people to get more value for money by living further out, something a bit newer, you know, there is a lot of development going on at the moment to uh, to facilitate that that sort of appetite for newer, uh, more affordable, still within commuting distance of what might be your office. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And considering the significant global exposure near of Dubai's property market, I guess we could perhaps throw on the prediction glasses here regarding its stability, because there will be people that will be saying, well, when is the downturn coming? It's going to be happening at some point. Of course, we don't know until it's actually happened, but maybe a little bit of uh, gazing into the future. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's going to come anytime soon, um, especially because you know, it's set to increase from 3.6 million approximately now to 7.8 million people by 2040, part of the Dubai Urban Plan. So with more people comes more money, more investment, you know, bigger areas, not just end users, but also investors too. So people might come and buy one property for themselves, might see the great return their neighbours getting and invest on and some other properties too. So, I mean, even now before, like in the middle of 2014, when you know luxury villas were seen to be super high then, even now they've grown since then 8.8%, and that's including the recovery from COVID and everything. And those villas now are, are older and they're still increasing in price. So there's, there's no signs I'm seeing anyway of the market going down soon. There's a lot of talk about it, you know, on, on viewings and I'm talking to, to clients, things like that. Everyone hopes it'll go down, um, but I just don't, I don't see it anytime soon. Yes, and it's a bold person, I think, at the moment, Matthew, who is just sitting there waiting for the market to come back. A good point that Nia raises that since 2014 with the Villas, that 8.8% increase. I mean, it's just moving continuously forward. Yeah, I think that you know it would be a brave person to sit on their money now in the knowledge that they need a home because that rentals is going up you know, like crazy, as we've said a couple of weeks ago. 
know, there is still an opportunity here. Yes, the Fed increased their rates a couple of days ago, but just by 0.25, there's talk on the radio only this morning, this Saturday morning, I heard around the fact that, you know, in a couple of years' time, they think it'll be back to around 2%. So it's about getting in now, getting on the property market, getting in, getting on the ladder, getting yourself an opportunity to actually, you know, suppress the rental increases, start to buy, put down roots with a mortgage. Over time, the next couple of years, you're likely to be able to remortgage for a much cheaper rate, um, should the predictions be true. But at the moment, with the global uh, eyes on Dubai, the fact that actually the stories coming out, PR stories, yeah, not everyone can afford a 10 million plus property. But to get on now, a crystal ball doesn't go beyond the next couple of months, let alone the next couple of years in this market. So, you know, I think the, the best advice would be if you can afford it, get on now. The appreciation you're likely to see is going to be there. And actually what you'll be doing is offsetting the fact that your the rentals are likely to be much more expensive than what your mortgage repayments are. And that goes with, you know, in terms of what we're seeing launched at the moment, new villa communities all over Dubai coming out in order to meet that sort of family demand. Each week, we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller, or just a real estate enthusiast, we are your ultimate property podcast. The skyline is constantly changing, growing, and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.